Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack 5. It's now available on Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and more. Play games like You Don't Know Jack, Full Stream, Split the Room, Mad vs. City, Patently Stupid, and Zeeple Dome with friends this weekend. Visit jackboxgames.com for more info. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... I have a cold. And fresh starts. I could use that. A fresh start. Not a cold. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, I have the same haircut as my mom again. Um, oh, nuts. Again. I'm nuts. Again. How does this happen? Well, so the problem is that she is genetically related to me. <laughs> that is a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. And every now and again, we will have the same haircut because we have the same hair color naturally and the same texture. And we have very similar face shapes. So the same stuff works on both of us. Like she's my exact same face shape, like my jaw. Like, Well, I mean, I guess I have her jaw. Is that, right. That's Who came first? Yeah. Genetics work. But I don't know what to do. I haven't like looked up any haircuts or colors or whatever. I just made an appointment for a haircut and a hair color. And also my hair is no longer blue. It's dark brown. Just so you guys were aware, it's not that my mom had blue hair. That would that'd be cool. That would be great. But it is not what happened. Anyway, so I'm bummed because <laughs> I don't know what to do, you know, because like, I mean, it's not. So here's the thing. It's not like my mom and I are in the same room all the time. This is not like an actual problem. But psychologically, but you know, it is meaningful to me that I have the same haircut as my 64 year old mother, <laughs> you know, and like she's she's not like a regular mom. She's a cool mom. You know, like there's nothing. She definitely is a cool mom. So what are you going to do? She's Zumba five times a week. She's way more fit than me. I don't know. So I looked up haircuts on the Internet. And here's the problem with haircuts is that you only have one option, which is to go shorter. That is true. You, you can't say make it longer. I mean, you technically could. You I mean, could get you could you get, get extensions. extensions. That happens. That happens. I mean, well, I I don't. I would be so excited if I like saw you one day and your hair was like down to your ass. I'd like share hair or Morticia hair. <laughs> that would be super good. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna walk in and be like, make me look not like my mother. Yeah, here's a picture of my mom. I don't want to look like her. And like, if I did the half purple bangs again, which I've thought about. I'm afraid because so now here's the now this is getting into it. So, you know, I'm going to be 34. I'm going to be I'm going to be 46 next year. And <laughs> I'm going to be 46 next year. And it's not like I don't think that people can do fun things with their hair older. Obviously, that's the ridiculous thing. It's just that I feel like I can't specifically. Like, if I see somebody who's older than me and is rocking, like, an awesome blue haircut, I'm thinking to myself, like, you are super cool. Like, that's really great. But then I look in the mirror and I'm like, am I trying to look like a hip young person? Like, is it, does it seem that way? That's my concern. No. Hip young people are trying to be like you. That's not accurate, but so sweet of you to say. Jen, are you trying to be like me? You're younger than Kinda. me. Kinda. No. I mean, I'm only 16. You're only 16 years old. I need to get something off my chest because it's been bothering me. Oh, wow. It's not that serious. Oh. It's not that serious. So I was really ex- I was like, I know. Oh, my God. Drama. Jen, Jen's about to share something about herself. She hates doing that. No, no, it's much less serious than that. So, you know, I've been I've been sick this week, hence yes. why I sound like I have a mouthful of marbles. Um, uh, so I start. I did something very silly, which is I started watching America's Next Top Model. What? Can't say I recommend it, but there are 22 seasons on Hulu. 
Um, so, okay. I just want to go through this one more time. So the reason why you started watching it is because there were 22 seasons available. <laughs> no, because I was sick and I was bored. And there were 22 and, seasons and that, available. And I think I'm, my schedule's pretty packed for the rest of the <laughs> year. <laughs> if you had to estimate, just based on your current attention span <laughs> schedule, what is your favorite part of America's Next Time Model? None of it. I think I hate it. <laughs> So I started with season 20. Cause so, so you started with the most recent season? No. Se- there are 22 seasons. Oh, 22. Se- I started with season 20. I already messed up. And I started writing down all of the dumb shit that people say in the show. So you're like taking quotes? Yeah. And um, some of it is not, like, I think I'm about to give up maybe on the show or the season because some of the things they say are just transphobic. And like, I have oh. no patience for that. No. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. Uh, I also don't want to, like, give them my attention. But before I saw this transphobic stuff, I started uh, writing down some of the stuff they said. And this is my favorite quote so far. There was a talking head interview in this model. Looked at the camera and said, I am such a flirt. I flirt with everyone. Man, woman, child. Child? Child. And she didn't acknowledge it. And the interviewer didn't acknowledge it. And she just said that. You flirt it's with children? It's bothering me. You flirt with children? And then another thing... <laughs> Another thing <laughs> someone said was, my self-esteem is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Like, in which direction? Yeah, I know. It didn't, didn't clarify. And then the final thing that I love is when someone said, I feel very genuine. Can you feel genuine? This is my question for you, Turn, today. So, you Can know. Can one feel genuine? Wow, what a good question. And the reason why, so here's the thing. This is what I've been thinking about. Okay, yes. so this is all going to come full circle. Okay. As you know, because you follow me on Instagram. I do. And as you know, because I said I have the same haircut as my mom. I went, <laughs> I went home recently to go visit my family. Yes. And what you have at your parents' house is a bunch of pictures of you when you were a horrible little child. Those pictures were so cute. They are not. Yes, they are. Okay, now I'm getting more into depth. If you follow me on Instagram, Trin Rummy, you'll see lots of pictures of my plants, my cats, and myself as a child. So there's one of me with like a scrunchie literally on top of my head, chin-like haircut, wearing a like a sweater and t-shirt combo that it, like they match, like a set sweater set. Yeah. Then there's one of me in like um, a vest and that vest and that bright red mock turtleneck I'm wearing underneath that vest borrowed from my mom again. Oh, no. Big problem. What I'm saying about this is so when I was a kid, when I was around that age, like 10 to 12, I was huge. It was huge for my age. I was very, very tall. I was kind of thick. And I was weird looking, as is evidenced by those pictures. But I, I will tell you something, Jen. I thought I was the shit. Aww. Like, like, like when, when that person says, like, I, my, I have abnormal confidence. What I was have, it? I, my self-esteem is not normal. Yeah, my self-esteem was not normal. <laughs> I very deeply accepted my gigantic weirdo self. And now I look back on it and like I'm keeping those pictures. I wanted to change my ba- my phone background to one of those just to keep me humble. Right. You know, like yeah. just to keep it keep it real. Yeah, stay in touch with your roots. Long story short, I'm trying to say is I'll be wearing matching sweater combos and scrunchie on top of my head more often. That delights me. Speaking of fresh starts, fresh haircuts, fresh hair colors. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. I practiced for that three energy years. is low today, but you're bringing me back. We're kind of in crappy moods. We're in a crappy mood and the studio's being weird. And here's our first question. Here's my deal. I don't have any close friends anymore. Oh. I have had close friends, but as the years went by, they have moved out of my life for various reasons. And while I do talk to them now and then, and occasionally see them if they return to the Chicagoland area for a holiday or a wedding or something, I just don't have the intimate time with them that I once did. 
To make matters worse, a few years ago, my parents died and my fiancé left me all within a few months. And now I have quite a large social void in my life that my cat just does not fill. While I do have friends that I see and spend time with, I just don't have anybody really close that I see frequently and talk to about my stuff. So now I realize that I am so very lonely and single that I'm just way too eager to be intimate with someone, especially prospective partners. I'm having a hard time finding balance and creating new deep relationships. I don't want to drive away what friends I have by coming on too strong too quickly and making people feel weird, and I'm too afraid of being needy and desperate to try dating anyone. How do I fill my life with a healthy amount of human connection? Lonely in Chicago. Oh, buddy. I just want to pat you on the back, give you a hug. Yeah, I sure do, too. want to give you a hot meal and draw you a warm bath. But <laughs> first, so we're going to do our best that we possibly can with this question, but you know what we're going to say. You know it. You know you, you, you know it. Everyone knows it. Everyone listening to this is waiting for us to say it. Therapy. You're going to need therapy. You got to go to therapy, you my should, friend. Tra- if you can. I know. I, I, think I you know should. it's hard. No one wants to do it. I certainly don't want to do it. It's expensive. It's expensive. You have to go to therapy usually instead of having a phone call or whatever. But you went through some pretty serious major life changes. Yeah. You, like, lo- you lost your parents. Oof. You went through a serious breakup. Ugh. Like, this is all stuff that we cannot, well, we, we're going to, like, try and help, and we're going to, like, talk this through with you. But ultimately, this is a deeper issue than we are qualified to deal with, especially in one podcast episode. This is something that you'll probably be working through for a while, and that's okay. And again, like, maybe you've tried therapy. You didn't mention it, but maybe you have. Maybe therapy doesn't work for you. Maybe you cannot do therapy at all. Okay, work on that on your own time. But just so you know, this episode is not going to solve your issues, but we're going to try and help. But we're going to try and help. Be a little bit of balm on that (laughs) boo-boo. So here's the first issue that I see. So you mentioned feeling too needy, too desperate. You need someone to talk to about my stuff. I think the first thing that we need to tackle is what is the purpose of a social net? What is the purpose of having friends and loved ones? And when you're approaching this with the idea of, I need someone to be very intimate with to the point with I can talk to them about my stuff. Those are words that you used. That's not what friends are for. That is something that is a side benefit to a deep caring connection between people. So if you are going into this with the hope of that outcome, that's not what you're going to get for a very long time. Trin, I think, I think you're right on. It's not a good goal to want to find a friend that you can give your baggage to. Your beef and burdens. Yeah, because they also have beef and burdens. We're all strapping beef. We're all packing beef. We're all packing beef. And it's unfair to both you and another party to want to give this person your heavy beef. Which is not to say that you're being like selfish or bad or anything, because this is something that is a beautiful thing within friendships and familial relationships. And and it's something that obviously you've had before and you miss and you want. And I think that you kind of come close to identifying this a few times in your question, that if you start on that base, that base that may never come is the other thing too. Like, I mean, you'll have plenty of friends that you are close to and you'll get pie with and stuff, which you'll never talk to about your childhood. That is also a reason why therapy is very important. It's because the whole purpose of that professional relationship is your beef. 
that is what you do with that. And, and I think that that is why it is so important is because if you have an outlet for that already, then you are going to be more prepared and lighter and more ready to talk to people on a more superficial level, which is really what you need to do. Right, right. And I think like we keep saying therapy, but you can also do something cheesy and awesome and like journal. Yeah. Or yeah, like yeah. read, um, you know, I'm pretty wary of self-help books, but I've also read some good ones. Mm-hmm. So like you could work on this yourself. You could make your own beef your hobby. I agree with what you said that it being a start and journaling is so good too. Yeah, I mean, man, if you've got stuff on your mind and you want to talk to people about it, journaling might be a good outlet. This may be something that you thought of before. It may sound like superficial advice to say, do a journal. But here's the thing. Have you? Have you? Have you tried? Have you tried? I think that you need an outlet to talk about your deep emotional beef and burdens. And if you cannot get a therapist, and please try, then this is a good place to start. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Don't say it's not for me until you've tried it. Writing letters that you won't send. Yep. Emails to uh, your ex that you won't send. And this is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to, it's kind of like doing homework on yourself. Doesn't that sound fun? No, it doesn't at no, all. It's but never it might, been. man, might make you feel so much lighter. I just basically want you to get those things out of your system to a degree that you won't bring them up in a first aid conversation. Because when we say this a lot, there will be times in your life where you are at a bonfire party and you are having a cold one with the boys and, <laughs> and they are new boys to you. New boys. New boys. And you get very deep into the conversation and you like unload. That can happen, but that is not what you should plan for or expect. Also, you mentioned date. No, you're not dating yet. You've been using the word intimate to describe both friendship and partners. And we're going to tackle the friendship side of this because, you know, that's what that's what we, we do. That's what we do. But also, like, we're not going to advise you to date and unload on people yet. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like you're not in that that place yet. It just it seems from this question that you need to get back on the horse of having healthy social interactions first before you try to also kiss a person. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to start filling your life up with happy friendships, with hobbies that make you fulfilled, with things that make you feel productive. We're going to find a way for you to fill those voids that don't involve dating yet. And let's give that piece of advice, that old good piece of advice that we give to everybody, and I wonder if anyone has ever taken it, (laughs) (laughs) which is to try and fill the void with meaningful work with other people. We often advocate for doing volunteer work. You have a cat? You have a cat. You have a cat. So uh, that means you're probably an animal person. I guarantee you that no matter where you live, there is a place that helps pets in need that wants you to volunteer there. I mean, and they said they're in Chicago. Oh, you're in Chicago. um, Oh, shit. uh, Oh, you're going to be fine. There are so many organizations that need you. And I fully admit, like, part of the reason why I like volunteering at Alive Rescue is because it's really not about being social. I've met some amazing people there, but, like, when you walk into the animal shelter, it's really about helping the animals. And it's so loud and noisy, and there's, like, throw up to clean up, and the dogs need to be taken for a walk. So there's not an instant connection to people. So keep in mind, you are there to work when you volunteer. But, man, will you meet some awesome people that care about the world. That's a great place to start. And, man, you feel so productive. Even when I leave the animal shelter feeling sad about things I've seen or worried about some of the animals, I still feel 
there's no way I could have spent that last two hours being more productive. Yeah. I feel 100% certain that I just spent those two hours doing something good. It's time to put the toe in because I feel like what's happening is that you're hedging back and forth between making relationships because it seems from the question, and it may not be exactly how you see it, but you know, all we have is the question, that you're kind of seeing relationships in terms of off and on. And off is what you have right now, is that you're not having a day-to-day deep, intimate connection with people. And then on is you are in. You are having deep personal breakfasts, deep personal lunches, intimate dinners. <laughs> you know, that's not where we should be. We're thinking like not zero to 10. We're going from zero to 0. 0.5 right now. I like that. What yeah. else are you interested in? Like, I am so curious. This is so much easier said than done. But I want you to start getting busy. I want you to start getting busy in a way that not sexually busy. You're not ready for that. I mean, like, you know, masturbate a lot, though. Yeah, that's good advice. Please please take up the hobby of masturbation (laughs) first. I can't believe we've never said that on this show before. But you need to get that out of your system. Yeah. Get a really loving, hands-on relationship (laughs) with with yourself, body. And just get that taken care of so you don't have to think about it. And also. (laughs) so sorry. (laughs) And also. Let's identify when during the day you feel lonely. Oh, my God. Jen, what a good advice. Is it during the evening? Is it from like when I get home from work at 545, I feel first I feel good because I'm home from work. And then from 6 to 9 p.m. I feel sad. Okay, well, then that's when you're going to go do stuff. And I know you're not going to want to. Yeah. Because especially because it's cold outside. But first, you're going to say nice things about yourself. You're going to say nice things like, I live in an awesome city and I have a lot to offer the world. Mm -hmm. I don't care how cheesy that sounds. It's time for cheese. It's time. Turn it up. Turn up the volume. Be nice to yourself. You're going to say, I have a lot to offer the world, and I'm going to go give the next two hours of my life to volunteering. That's pretty awesome. Or there's a bookstore around the corner, and I'm going to go to that bookstore and read about how to cook a meal for all the new friends I'm going to make. It's time to fill your time with fun, productive stuff that makes you feel good. Because you are more worthwhile than just being a receptacle for somebody else to talk about their beef. And people are more worthwhile than being receptacle for yours. So I I agree with Jen. I think that you can boost up and puff up your self-esteem by by doing things like this. I think that's a great move. Also, Jen, I love what you said about like, what time of day do I feel lonely? What if you, as soon as you get home, turn on some music? Oh, Um, that's such a good idea. Or set, or even set, you probably don't have one of these, but if you have like a radio alarm clock, like set it for like 6.15 p.m. when you get home so it feels like you walk into some bustle. Yeah, or a podcast. Yeah. Not even necessarily this one. Yes. I mean, I recommend this one. But specifically (laughs) and only this. Or what if um, if you're the kind of person that likes working out, you can join like a class. That's a way to be social and also like feel productive and feel good. And after like doing a spin class for an hour, you're going to be done for the day. You're like, well, that was a productive hour. Now, now I I don't feel lonely or bored. I'm ready to chill yes. on my couch for like that's a good way to fill time. Yeah, all of this advice is as as we've been saying, the primary use of all of these things is not to go out and meet somebody necessarily when you're volunteering, but to get you ready for when that happens. Because right now you're in a very raw place, and I don't know that you're ready necessarily to go on some friend dates. I think you need a few weeks of taking care of you and really honing in on the problem areas in your day where you feel the cruddiest. Also, you mentioned that you do still keep in contact with a lot of your friends who moved away. That is so, so, so good. I'm very glad you do that. You do have a social net. Yes. It doesn't feel like it right now, but like take stock of the people that are currently around you. 
take very good care of the people who are in your life right now. So if you are so grateful that you have that friend in Boston who answers your emails, who you text memes to each other sometimes, maybe take a little moment and send them like a nice card to say like, hey, man, I've been going through some really garbage stuff. And I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate that. Yeah. Or if it's in the budget, lay the pipework for a trip to visit them or offer to host them, you know, like, you know, set aside some money every month and be like, hey, I'm going to come for a weekend to hang out in your city. Is that cool? Can I stay with you or can I see you for dinner? Like make some social plans, make some stuff to look forward to. And also if you go, I don't know why Boston is the place. If you go to Maybe um, align a trip for a concert that you want to see. Um, oh, and that, that's a good idea. That you would go to alone. Because, you know, not everybody can. It, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Know? Not everybody likes hosting people in their city. But yeah, a concert or a sporting thing or some kind of nerd event. Mm-hmm. Like, like make a trip down the line for you to look forward to. Also, this is so silly, but. What? 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 Put so many pillows in your bed. Oh, yeah. Like take Make your bed like your sanctuary. Take all the cushions off your fucking couch. Just get everything soft and make it a nest. And I, again, we are aware that all of this sounds so cheesy, but it only sounds cheesy because I think you're not accepting how wounded you really are right now. Like we're saying, okay, it's time to put on some freaking like antibacterial ointment. Get some Bactine up in there. Clean it up. Put some bandages on. When you're like, I need to start learning how to walk again. No. No, 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 no. It's time for chamomile tea. Yeah, Trin, I love it. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know, Trin, you just brought up something I've been musing on lately, which is making the place you live feel really nice. And that can mean different things to different people. It doesn't mean you need like expensive art, but it can mean like when you walk in and one light is already on for you because like, oh, this is like, it feels like, it feels like someone lives here. It doesn't feel like I'm, and you know, it gets so dark in Mm -hmm. Chicago so early. Or like what would make your living space feel really comfortable and welcoming to you? Because it sounds like you're spending a lot of time there. No shade. I spend a lot of time in my own apartment. I love it. But yeah, Trin and I are both very into staying at home. Yeah. Make your apartment feel really like a good place to live. Or I just assume you live in an apartment. Well, Maybe you Chicago. have a house. Yeah, it's Chicago. You yeah. don't have a house. Yeah. You're you don't age. have a house. <laughs> owning a building. Ridiculous. Yeah, no way. No Property way. owning. No way. Silly. One, this is, again, another like 100 level thing. Get some frozen like tater tots. Get a roll of those cookies or those biscuits that don't require any work, but you put them on a cookie sheet in 15 minutes, your whole place smells like delicious baking, and then you've got cookies. Yeah. Like, that makes your living space feel more like a home. So what else? All right. So how are you going to know that you're ready to talk to people? Here's the truth. It's when you start doing it and it feels good. Yeah. When you start getting positive feedback. Yeah, yeah. Positive, like, internal feedback or external feedback or both. This is kind of a roundabout way to describe this, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I was at a convention recently and a young woman came up to me and asked me, like, how did you become a moderator of panels? And I said to her, the first thing that came in my head because it was the truth, which is, well, uh, for a couple of years, I would go to conventions, moderate them, do a really bad job and just like have serious social regrets hangover every single night until I became good at it. That is probably what is going to happen with you too. Shit. You that will, is so real, Trent. It's true. You will worry about how you did every single night until it works. And sometimes you just have to kind of like live in that because it it will help you do better. You will learn. You will make mistakes. It is not easy to be honest with the things that you are bad at. And you will be bad at this at first. And that is is what is going to happen. Uh, But one day it will work. And you will get there faster 
if you are physically and mentally and emotionally able to be in that moment, because right now you're not. Yeah, you got some work to do. So the last sentence they wrote to us was, how do I fill my life with a healthy amount of human connection? That is a huge question. It really is. You might spend the rest of your life answering that question. Many people do. So I think you're starting off too big. That's a huge lofty goal. Go easier on yourself. Like you are biting off more than you can chew with that question. You need to reset. You need to start asking smaller questions like, how can I fill my time with things I like doing? Or how can I make myself less lonely during the hours of 6 and 9 p.m.? What are some hobbies I can explore? How can I give back to my city? What books can I start reading? What music can I play when I come home to make my apartment feel more warm and welcoming? Start smaller. These are achievable goals. Don't go for the unattainable. How can I have 10 friends that love me? (laughs) I don't even think I have 10 friends that I... Like, am intimately friends with. Yeah, you know? that's a that's a lot. And also, the idea of a healthy amount of human connection, that is going to vary over the course of your lifetime. And the healthy amount of human connection for you right now is strengthening what you have currently and making room for people to fill in and to make yourself a strong, strong, good beef friend. No, <laughs> but, you know, but making yourself ready for that. I would say that It would be an unhealthy amount of human connection if you had just like a million people flying in and out of your life right now. It would be unhealthy, and it is unhealthy, I think, to start out and go on the race to find BFF. I think you need to widen what looks like healthy human connection to you. It seems almost like you make yourself feel bad for not having the human connections that you had six months ago. Yeah. And when when really, that's a very normal adult thing to shed and gain friendships. That's very normal. And you went through some shit. And you went through some shit. So try and cut off the negative feedback loop in your head that's telling you that you're the reason, that you're the problem here. Yeah. You didn't say this in your question, but my biggest concern here is that you are thinking that, oh my gosh, I'm doing something wrong. I'm a loser. I am coming home and I'm, I'm a lonely, bad loser, you know, or something like that. No, you're not. Your value and the worth of your life currently cannot be measured by the number of intimate friends that you have. There is not a, by the age of 30, you should have $20,000 saved and 15 intimate relationships (laughs) and four fiancés. No, like I feel like you, I feel like you have an ideal in your head of what should be happening. And because you don't have that, you're sad. But instead of working for an ideal, work with what feels good. And making yourself feel good on your own without friends and without a fiancé and all that stuff, I think, is going to be the the better route and healthier and more stable. Yeah, it would break my heart if you were being mean to yourself right now. And you probably are. Yeah. Because, you know, people are people. Yeah. But um, don't do that. And uh, here's some good news. You are in Chicago, and that rules. It's the best. It's the best city. Um, It can be hard. It can be a hard place to live if you're not feeling good. I know, because I've certainly been there. But the good news is Chicago is full of people who want to start over. It's also full of things to do and people who are new to the city. So, like, do you really think you're, like, the only person in the city who's feeling lonely in the evenings or the mornings or whatever? Yeah, you silly bee. No way. No way. Silly beehive. Let's go over everything we've gone over. So, it's time to make yourself feel good on your own because that will be better going forward. It will make you a more attractive friend. Because as a human being, you will gain and shed relationships. If you have a good relationship with yourself, then that is a good stabilizing force for you for the rest of your life. So, and we also mentioned don't go to the third date conversation. We said things like that. 
let's talk about the new inner monologue that this person needs to have going forward. Oh, yeah. The things you should start saying to your brain so you start believing them. Yes. I want you to, okay, so you know that scene in the Netflix Sabrina when she comes home, she just turns around and starts doing all this magic shit all over her house and the house starts kind of coming alive. This is awesome and I should be watching this instead of America's Next Top Model. Actually, I didn't think Sabrina was all that good. A lot of my friends loved it. I'm, I'm not saying don't watch it, but it wasn't my style. Anyway, but the scene was very good. I want you to feel like fucking Mary Poppins when you get home. I want you to flip on the music, make the place smell good with some cookies, and feel like you are becoming yourself. Okay? Does that make any sense? Oh my gosh, it totally does. I know what you mean. It's like almost hard to describe, but it feels like when you're working on you and the things in your life, hanging out with your cat, making your apartment look nice, feel nice, sound nice, work on your immediate surroundings. And that includes like what's going on in your brain, where you live, maybe how you dress, if that's something you feel like improving upon. It's time to become your own friend. Yeah, the best version of you. You know what? Not even the best version of you, but the version of yourself that you like the most. Again, we are aware that this sounds cheesy, but here's the thing. The version of yourself that you like the most will attract people that you like the most. The people that will be ultimately the most compatible with you. So you're going to become the, what What did this person say? Lonely in Chicago. You're going to become lovely in Chicago. Oh. Yeah, I did that. That's awesome. Let's become the new inner monologue of this person. Okay, yeah. So lovely in Chicago is in their bed full of pillows. The place smells like the remnants of baking gingerbread cookies. The cat is purring. (laughs) There's white noise in the background uh, and rain sounds because Lovely in Chicago has found that they like the combination of both and it sets them to sleep. Indeed. What are are they thinking about? They're thinking, I am the good kind of tired after working hard at my job and then coming home and hanging out with my cat and then going out again to volunteer at the public library. Yeah. Wow. I had a great day doing things. In- <laughs> I pet so many dogs. <laughs> I had a delicious cup of tea. I am taking care of myself the way that I will take care of my future fiance when I find them. Because I will find them. Yep. They are out there. <laughs> and they're better than my old fiance. You are thinking to yourself, what can I bake for myself tomorrow? What kind of delicious breakfast can I wake up early in the morning and make myself? Poached eggs? Poached vegetable? I don't actually know (laughs) what vegans eat for fancy breakfast because I eat a bag of frozen broccoli in the morning that I microwave. Oh my gosh, that is so bizarre. Um, That's okay (laughs) because I'm the best version of the weirdo that I am. There are three million people in Chicago and that's a lot of people. (laughs) I would say that, would you say three million? Yeah. Out of those three 2. million— 2.7 is what the internet says. Out of those three million lovely in Chicago, you could probably conceivably date at least 20, right? Yeah, They're I think around. so. They're in there. Don't go on Tinder right now. No Tinder for you. <laughs> I love soothing ASMR trend. Because you're in bed right now, and you're thinking about those gingerbread cookies that you made. And you're thinking, what delicious thing can I bring to lunch tomorrow? What's the next book I'm going to read? Is it that book by N.K. Jemison? Yeah, I do love science fiction and I am into this and I need to broaden my horizons because I've only been consuming media by white men. <laughs> and if I want to meet people who are not just white men, I need to familiarize myself with diverse literature, media, books, music. <laughs> what else? <laughs> <laughs> this person does rule. 
Yeah, this person, like, what else What else do we know about them? Um, not that much. Oh, they don't know, you know what we know? They saw our appearance on Desert Bus for Hope, so they're a fucking dork. Oh, yeah, you're a nerd. You're a nerd. That's awesome. This is so, this is really good information for us to have. Yeah. I'm going to turn on a D&D podcast. Oh, Quest Quest. <laughs> I'm going to go to questquest.best. <laughs> And listen to my friends, Henry, Savannah, Trin, and Andrew. Well, no, but for real, like yeah. knowing that you're a nerd, I think it's time to listen to some podcasts that are um, friends talking to one another because that will give you a, like, you know, some in-jokes to tell people or yeah. like give you a cadence to talk with. Or like people to talk to on the internet. Yeah. Join some McElroy message boards. Yeah, there's only a million of them. Get on Tumblr before it dies. Yeah, hurry, go. One thing I did last night, I watched Venom because I wanted to enjoy the Tumblr hashtag before Tumblr dies. Let me tell you something. I've made some good fucking decisions in my life. (laughs) This is the top. This is the top. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. All right. I feel like we did okay. We did. We did okay. Uh, Lovely in Chicago. We really do want you to send us an update if you possibly could because we're curious and we have and also we have like pretty specific things we could tell you oh what's the cards against humanity thing chicago.cardsagainsthumanity.com is a list of recommendations you can also sign up to our, for our events mailing list and come to a comedy show or a game night that we host you should also go to reddit the chicago subreddit and some of it is like stupid yeah. some it's like pretty heavily moderated so you probably won't come across anything too like terrible right but there are like i would say once a month there is a someone posts a thread that's like hey i'm new and i'm lonely how do i meet people or i've lived here for five years and i still don't feel like i have friends which is kind of you know you're going to find some commonalities with people on the subreddit go read it yeah um and even if you uh don't like cars against humanity for whatever reason that website is full of Excellent recommendations. Yeah, I, I literally went on it last night because I wanted to order a pizza. And I was like, what did, what, what did we say we should order pizza from? And uh, the pizza was great. Rinaldi's in well, Lakeview. Lovely in Chicago. We believe in you. Send us an update. All right. You got this. If anybody has any friendship questions, please send them to us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. And if you want to buy postcards for your friends for Crimbus, you should do that pretty soon just because I think that shipping is going to not work if you don't order soon. Thefriendshippingstore.com. Thank you to Ian Perman so much for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our theme song. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. But maybe you're secretly secret sweet sea whaley. <laughs>